Hi, everybody. Welcome back to BXB, the Yankees podcast, Bronx Baseball. It's from Odyssey from WFAN, along with my co-host, Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for joining us. We are joined by our special guest, another Pennsylvania guy, Keith. Yeah. Uh, and one of your colleagues at MLB Network. He is former Mets catcher, former catcher for, I think, five different teams. Uh, now you see him on MLB Network. Anthony Recker joins us. Rick, how you doing? I'm doing well, guys. I'm doing well. It is uh, late morning already. Got the kids off to school, and let's do this. Let's get to work. Uh, I'm ready to talk some Yanks. I got. I mean, Keith looks like he's ready. I mean, he's. Got I a- hate that you called it late morning. What's late? It late is? morning was Come when on, I went man. to sleep at three thirty. This is early morning. Hey, hey! I was I, just I, in the I bed. I appreciate. I appreciate your grind. I do. I, I get it. I appreciate it. I've been up since I don't know six o'clock. So. I'm on. I'm on my grind. I got the kids off to school. I made. I fed mouths. I'm. I'm good to go. Let's do this. We got I got my. I got a different grind because there is no school today in this district. So as soon as we finish uh, up here, I've got a few more different. You know, I've got. I've got to think about lunch. I got to think about everything else. Where this. This is the grind, baby. This is the grind. This is the off season grind. Um, so listen, we'll get into, you know, Keith and I will get into a lot of Yankee stuff coming up too, but I just want to get your take first before, you know, uh, while we get started with you, Aaron judge is on the tour. Uh, and we know it's starting in San Francisco. We don't know where else it's going to go. Um, what's your read on this? You were, I mean, you were available, I think at some point to be a free agent, but not quite the same kind of free agent as Aaron judge. What's your take on, on how he's going about the tour right now? He's doing his due diligence, right? Uh, if you're a, a smart businessman, if you're a, I mean, a, an intelligent free agent in baseball, you're going out and you're seeing what's out there. It doesn't matter if you know where you're going to end up. It doesn't matter if you, you know, want to be somewhere. You got to hear what's out there. Let teams wine and dine you. Let them take you out. Let them show you everything. I mean, put on the presentation. This is what we could do for you. This is what we're going to surround you there with. This is how many years we want you to be around and we're going to make you this in, in on our social media platforms and we're going to market you this way. All that fun stuff and fly you on the personal, you know, on the private jets. And that's all. I, I got to do none of that. So good for you, Aaron Judge. That's awesome. You're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. Very excited. Seriously, this guy put himself in a great spot. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Um, you know, go do your thing. Let the Giants take you out. Wine you, dine you, anybody else. Who cares? I don't know. Rangers, Dodgers, uh, I don't know what teams have been even. I would imagine any team would want to have Aaron Judge, just not that many can sign him. So realistically, look, I'm I'm all for it. Go do your thing. In the long run, though, I gosh, like if he ends up anywhere but in the Bronx, I will be I will be shocked. I mean, you, you talk about Freddie Freeman last year and that divorce. It played out, and eventually you could see it coming. I don't think there's a scenario where I could see a divorce coming for Aaron Judge. If he gets announced to a different team, it doesn't matter what the process is along the way. I don't care if you know Hal comes out and comes out and says, "Oh, we we I don't know if we can afford him." Like I still won't see it coming. I still will believe he's going to be a Yankee until that last second when he signs. So to me, I I don't know how it goes any other way. Um, basically, because if the Yankees let him walk, like Keith, come on, man. Like, I mean, you're in the bleachers. Like what are, what are you, what are you going to do? What, what are, is, what, what is are those no, people out there in the bleachers going to do? There is no 2023 like, without Aaron judge. No one is 100%. able to even process it. So exactly. He's so that's, back. that's, we, that's, 
We just got to go through the process. We got to yes. let him go and see yes. other places. I mean, you, you don't know what you got until you go check somewhere else. And you're like, wait, you guys don't have this machine or you don't have this thing we have in our clubhouse. Okay, noted. Um, Here's a question for you. There's a lot to be said about this tour that Aaron Judge is on. He is a free agent. He's not a Yankee right now. And I feel like uh, players past and present speak a lot about getting to free agency and like how important it is to get the highest offer for the players that are coming behind you. Is that something that while you were playing and even right now was talked about amongst players like, hey, these big fish got to go out there and reset the market every winter. These big fish got to go out there and see what's out there from all of these teams for the future of the game. Yeah, when, when you're talking about the Players Association and some of those meetings and yeah, that's the, that's typical typical conjecture. I mean, that's what guys are talking about. That's going on. That's um, from my standpoint, like I love those guys getting their money and getting these huge contracts. At the same time, I was like, man, save some of that for like the little guy guys. Like, come on, like just tax that a little bit and give it to me or something. I don't know. Um, but realistically, yeah, that's that's been something that's been going on forever. Uh, you listen to guys like, you know, Max Scherzer. He's a prominent voice among the Players Association. Last year, going into uh, his free agency and, and what he ended up getting. And then you hear him talk in interviews this offseason. And it's, yeah, like I went out there looking to do damage on that front because I know what that represents for the rest of the players and their pool. And I mean, look at what Jacob deGrom has an opportunity to do now this year, go out and one up that. Now, at some point, does that, you know, is it, I'm a little bit more realistic because I never even got close to even dreaming of that kind of money. So I have a little bit of that, you know, I don't know what it's, I I don't want to call it like a fan mentality, but you know, like I don't, at some point, like, are you really worth $45 million this year? I don't know. Like, yeah. I didn't think Scherzer was worth 43 before before he signed his deal on an AAV. So when you talk about that big money, it gets a little bit, it's tough to swallow, even for me. But at the same time, I understand the economics and the way that it works out. You know, we saw the minimum raise by, uh, what, 175000 or whatever it was coming into this year. It was, it was a big raise. Uh, and that was... A, part of the CBA, but that's the precedent that helps set those kinds of, of dollars for those guys. So um, it's definitely something that's talked about. And it's definitely something that is, is believed throughout. I, I would say the majority of players, I think for guys like me and guys at times, even with a brain, they realize that, okay, there's only so much money to go around. So if it's all going to one place, there may not be that much left for me. You mentioned DeGrom, and he's kind of interesting because not only because of Scherzer, the contract you talk about, but because of his health situation. Okay, the Yankees are checking in. I don't, I think it's really just a check in. Uh, but I made the point on SNY last night that, you know, it's he's only worth a multi year deal to the Mets and nobody else because if you go somewhere else, he's got no bank with the Yankees, the Rangers, anybody else where. It's always it's going to be nothing but an overpay for those guys if they don't get a fully healthy Jacob Degrom. If the Mets sign Degrom to a multi-year deal, you can at least rationalize and say, "Listen, he's ours. We probably underpaid him for a lot of the stuff he's done before, and you kind you don't feel quite as bad because you brought back your own guy." Um, wondering what you what your feeling is about where he is right now in relation to what he can get, what his health is, and and if it's if it's anywhere but the Mets at this point. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Um, from a marketing standpoint for the Mets, it's very easy to say, 
yeah, we gave this guy 40 plus million dollars a year, 45 million a year, because look at what he's meant to us for the past eight years and look at what he can do for us moving forward. And so, yeah, there's def- it's, it's an easier pill to swallow when it comes to the amount of money, the AAV and, and presenting that to your fan base. Uh, you know, look, I don't think any fan base would be upset if their team signed Jacob deGrom. But if they signed him to 45 mil a year and then he got hurt or then he couldn't go out there and perform and then they didn't have money to spend elsewhere to make their team good, that that front office would face, hey, you're gone. See you later. We're, you, we're, we're starting fresh. So, yeah, there's that perspective, I think, from the Mets where it makes more sense for them to be able to sign him to a multi-year deal. All that said... To me, when I think about this whole situation, I am more of the ilk that there's a good chance he does end up somewhere else because I think there's a curiosity on his part. And this isn't me. I haven't, I haven't talked to him specifically about this. But I think there's a curiosity to see what else is out there from an organizational standpoint. And I mean that in you know, a sense. I mean that sensitively because what the Mets have become with Steve Cohen in charge is a team that should be and will be competing every year. So it's not like he's going to go out searching for a championship somewhere else because he doesn't think he can win it with the Mets. I don't believe that's the case. I do believe there could be some of, okay, I've seen this market. I've seen how it works. I've seen how it played out. Um, I made a lot of money here. I can make a lot of money here. But what if I go to Texas or what if I go to LA or what if I go to you know, Sandy, I think there's a lot of teams, uh, the giants, if they don't end up with judge, where are they going to spend that money? Would they want to go? They're not going to have Rodon next year. Probably. Are they going to go and spend a couple years on Jacob deGrom for, you know, a, a big amount of money? Maybe, I don't know. So I think there's a curiosity on his part to maybe explore that. Uh, the only thing I will say is that look with his family and being from Florida, having spring training in Florida, I think that's a big deal. Uh, you know, living in, living in Texas, and no st- sales tax no, or no, no state tax. I'm sorry. Does that help? Yeah, probably. I mean, you can make a lot more money there. Uh, I don't know if that's the top priority. I think he wants to cement his legacy. I think he wants to be still a great, uh, one of the great of the greats. And I think to do that, he's going to need the right organization. Is that the Mets moving forward? It certainly can be. If he brings a championship here, it will be. But is there somewhere else he could do that? Absolutely. So I don't think it puts anything else out of reach for him in his mind. Here's a question for you. It's going to be a little long-winded, but it's just uh, putting all my thoughts together. We're talking about the Mets. We're talking about the Yankees is a Yankee podcast. Um, a clip emerged on Twitter. I forget who posted it, but uh, it was an interview with George Steinbrenner on WFAN from 1990. Yeah. And, I mean, that's before my time, but I laugh because he talked about, you know, the Mets and how there's a competitive team uh, four miles away from here, ran by Freddie Wilpon and some other thing he said about the Mets back then. And now fast forward to where we are in this offseason. We just got past two weeks of possible collusion. The Mets and Yankees are clear to collusion. Uh, There's a new... Soccer arena going up, rumors of a casino. I mean, here's the question. Do you think this is good for baseball? I think it is. Having two New York teams uh, with money that can spend, right, that, uh, you know, have a new George Steinbrenner and Hal Steinbrenner's son in the market. I feel like now in this last week, you've heard that the Yankees have checked in on everybody. The Mets are in on everybody. Uh, Do you think this is good for the state of baseball moving forward? And 
Which team in New York do you think actually gets back to the World Series first? 100% this is great for baseball. Um, anytime that baseball can be in the news, specifically, obviously, for positive things, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, any news is good news or any you know publicity is good. I, that's not how I feel about it. But when you talk about these two teams and what they can mean to this area and the way that baseball is revered in this area, and I'm not even just going to say New York. I mean, this is these two teams. Well, the Yankees are are a worldwide brand, right? I mean, they, their reach is is never ending, and the Mets are in a position right now where they could try to establish something along those lines. Are they going to be the Yankees in five years? No, not from that perspective. Are they going to be spending money in that perspective? Yes. And could that increase their reach? Does that increase baseball's reach? Kids in New Jersey, kids in Connecticut, kids in Vermont, New Hampshire. I mean, you know, when I talk about what this could do and and the future of baseball, you know, you hear all this stuff about baseball's dying, baseball's dead, whatever. This is the type of thing that really can continue to develop baseball in areas where maybe it hadn't been growing at the pace that it used to. And so I love it. I think it's great for baseball. Uh, spending money and, and and being exciting, being in the news, being relevant to teams. I think there should be and can be more of a competitiveness between the two. You've seen lately that it's kind of become like, oh, no, that's our brother to the north. That's our brother to the south. Like, And, and there's some relationships there, right? Like Billy Epler comes from the tree, right? Like, so I get it. I would like to see there be a little bit more. What's that? Buck Showalter, too. 100%. Yeah. And so I, I I would like to see there be a little bit more of like, a, you know, oh, we checked on, on Jacob DeGrom. Oh, the Mets. Are they going to check in on Aaron Judge? Like, no, I want to see them actually say, yeah, we're putting an offer in front of them. Like, I just I, I, I think that would bring up so much more that baseball fans could talk about. It would make things more relevant uh, in the offseason when things are slow like they are right now. But Yes, uh, having two great New York franchises who are going to be competing every year is fantastic. Now, moving forward, this is, I think, at the tail end of your question. Moving forward, I actually really like where the Yankees are situated for winning more immediately. And I say that because when you look at the Mets roster and the roster turnover that they're going to have this year and free agency – there's names out there. There's great names out there, really good players. If you don't sign, if you're the Mets, I think you have, and you had holes on your roster and then you lost so many players or you could lose so many players. You have a lot to make up for because you don't have the minor league organization right now, bringing depth and talent up to fill in even that those swingman kind of roles. And so because you don't have that, you have to go out and buy it all until you're ready. They're building that. That's coming three, four years down the line. The Mets are going to be positioned very well. The Yankees have more depth right now, especially really on all fronts. And I think all they need, and, and I saw it last year before the season started. I saw it the year before that, this, before the season started. Are they going to do it? They just have to fill some of those holes. They've had holes on their roster every year. Are they going to actually fill them? Or are they going to try to say, oh, we'll wait till July and make a trade? Well, you didn't last year. And, you know, like, I mean, you made a couple, but nothing that really filled those voids. And so you ended up losing. So are you going to do that this offseason? Are you going to be the Yankees, make a couple big signings and say, yes, we are here. We're going to win the title. If they do that, I think they're more poised and ready to win next year than the Mets are. 
even with the Astros in the way, even with all these NL East teams getting to the World Series wreck? Yeah. I mean, hey, look, this is for me. I look at organizations from a depth standpoint and the Yankees. It's been a few years since they've had um, quality players on that brink ready to come up. And then we saw it this past year. They were bringing up position players who had made it. They, they they did something. There was a spark to them. They, they helped this team down the stretch when they really needed it. Uh, the pitching hasn't quite come along the way that we thought with guys like Davey Garcia and Clark Schmidt. Schmidt had some, you know, look, he contributed last year. Is Davey Garcia or some of these other names going to contribute a little bit more? Maybe. I don't know. But I traded just them all. We traded players. them all away, Rec. We traded all the young kids away. We traded some of them away. You still on. got plenty of talent. There's yeah. plenty no, of talent. I know. That's why they traded them. They don't, trade, yeah, they don't trade that many without knowing they have more in reserve. A hundred percent. And I think I, I just really think the Yankees are better poised. I, look, I love the NL East. I think it's fantastic. I think the Mets are going to have their hands full. I think the AL East is great too. I mean, come on. Like Toronto's going to go out and spend money. Baltimore is on the rise. Boston, man, I, I honestly, and this isn't because I'm on a Yankees podcast. I didn't like him coming into this season. I don't like where they're at as a, from a roster standpoint. They don't have talent come up from minor leagues. They need to go out and spend similar to the way the Mets do to do it. And are they going to? They haven't shown any willingness to, to do that. Keep their so own to me, guys. The Yankees are better positioned. Right. Um, what's that? They've got to keep spend to keep their own guys. 100%. And so I just – I think the Yankees are really well positioned. Um, you know, and by the way, if anyone brings up the Rays, I'm sorry. I wasn't a fan of them before this past season. I wasn't even a fan of them before that when they had success. They're good. Same. They're never going to be great. It's just not in the cards. Like they could have a magical run one season. No one will see it coming great. But realistically, they're not going to compete year after year with the Yankees. So I think the Yankees are just better poised right now to have success more immediately. And yeah, the Astros are great. That pitching is fantastic. The Yankees have good pitching. I mean, look at the numbers last year. Their numbers were great. If they can get one more piece in that rotation and fix a little bit of that bullpen, I think their pitching's fantastic. Then you just need one or two more bat, like big bats, and you're there. You're there. I've got one more for you, Rick, because I know you got to go. Um, this is a guy, Brandon Nimmo is a guy who you've seen a lot of during your time with SNY with the Mets. Yep. Uh, the Yankees have, you know, Ben Tendy's a free agent. They only saw him for a little bit. He's still a player of interest. Nimmo seems to be a guy who early word has it getting a contract that I don't think any of us saw really coming. Right. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he could be an upgrade for the, for the Yankees. I feel like he's a guy who could fit for the Yankees. Probably uh, the best way to put it as an opening in left field, a guy who bats lefty is an on base guy, but he scares me a little bit too. He's got an injury history. I think of the the contract he might get. I think of the type of player he is. I, I keep thinking Jacoby Ellsbury and it scares me. So um, as I agree with Keith, because we've talked about this, there is no version of the Yankees offseason that exists that doesn't have Aaron judge coming back and can be considered a success. No, you can sign eight other guys and it's not going to be a success if judge isn't one of them. But as you move past that hole and move to other guys, is Nimmo somebody that can make the Yankees better? Yes. Yes. Um, should they sign him? I, I, I don't know, but would he make them better? A hundred percent. It's, it's without a doubt. The way this guy goes about his business, and the reason I'll I'll just bring that Jacoby Ellsbury thing back and kind of toss it. Yeah, okay, let's go. Brandon Nimmo is – I don't know Jacoby well enough, but Brandon Nimmo is of the character and of the ilk that you're not going to outwork him. Um, you're not going to – 
he's never going to say the wrong thing in a press conference. He's never going to be the guy who causes a distraction on or off the field. He's never going to, he's never going to detract from your team ever. Um, you think about him in a Mets uniform and there was some talk, you talk about defensively. Well, look, now he's one of the better center fielders in the game. They figured out some things. He plays deeper. He comes in on the ball. He always came in on the ball. Well, so they play him deeper that center field in Yankee stadium. Would he be a long-term fit for the Yankees in center field? Maybe Harrison Bader is their long-term fit. I don't know, but I still like him. And and if he ends up moving to a corner spot, left field in particular, obviously doesn't have a, a great arm. The arm's better than people say, but he doesn't have a great arm. So being in left is fine in that lineup. Like, you're talking about a guy who doesn't go through slumps because he puts together great ABs. Like one of the things I loved about the Yankees lineup a couple of years ago, and the name is, 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 uh, I'm not getting it right now. It was an outfielder, um, played part-time, ended up going to the Giants, uh, minor league guy, Talkman. like put together great, great ABs every time he was in there. So that was why I loved him as a, like a depth piece. Well, Brandon Nimmo does that. But he also can hit home runs. He also comes up with big hits. He also goes the other way really well. He's a professional hitter. The more of those kind of guys you have in your lineup in today's game, we know that was a big thing this year. Put the ball in play. Mix, I mean, look, he strikes out, but he gets on base. I mean, this guy gets on base at a 380-plus clip for his career. He's had years at 400. This guy makes your team better. If you can get him, bring him in, and have him be a part of this roster, part of this lineup – every day or even 140 games a year, you can rest them occasionally. Like I'm not worried about injury history. He's an athlete. Yes. Have there been some injury? His- is is there some injury history? Yes. Has he missed like large chunks of season or entire seasons? No. Like he's missed some time, a month here, a couple weeks here, whatever. I get it. But realistically, if you're not counting on him to be that defensive center fielder and you're just counting on him to be a part of this lineup, particularly come October, they can figure out a way to make sure he's healthy come October. And this guy will perform for you. And yeah, it sets the table, assuming you've got Judge back, you already have Rizzo back, and you have the right pieces in the middle of Stanton, of course, in the middle of that lineup, you stagger some of those pieces so that it's not, you know, all or nothing guys back to back to back. And you put guys like Nimmo in the middle there. And now you've got a lineup that is just super dangerous and consistent. And that was the Yankees problem last year. They weren't consistent. And so, therefore, you bring a guy in who is the model of consistency, and yet yeah, your team gets a lot better. Nimmo's leading off for the Yanks. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'm all for it. I really am. He would be their best leadoff hitter in. So Judge he doesn't have to lead off. He would right? have like, to be in addition to Judge. That's it's kind of my point. Like you can't yes. say, okay, Judge is gone. We're gonna have like that's a disaster. No, 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 no. That is no, a disaster. No. Yeah. No, I don't. That that's not a good. You need Judge back. You, you Imagine need, them trying to spin that's that. Your <laughs> that's hilarious, Sweeney. <laughs> Here's Brandon Nimmo in right field. Yeah. Hey, the fans, Nimmo get Chambers. excited! The this Nimmo guy's Chambers. really exciting to watch play. I mean, he is, but he's not a Judge. Come on. Uh, Sorry, Brandon, mean, if you're watching, I love you. You know I do. But you remember, you remember Boris's finding Nimmo thing less a couple of weeks ago. They can turn the judges' chambers into a fish tank, and uh, yeah, yeah, can we yeah. not? I, I don't want to give that guy any more. Like he gets enough. <laughs> oh, like, uh, God about Vernia College, or is it a university now? Vernia University. It is a university now. So yeah. Back in my day, it was Alvernia College. So Alvernia University. But I'm a we are guy too. So there you go. That's it. That's my so Capoletti right there. Um, Rec, thanks for uh, all the time. Appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, and I hope we get a chance to check you again. You're on MLB Network all off season as well, so we'll catch you there. Thanks a lot.
Thanks, Greg. Thank you, man, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.